Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Morning, everyone. Morning, morning. I'm Steve, and a huge, huge welcome to people online, people at our Battersea site. Uh, we launched it last week. If you're at Battersea this afternoon, a huge, huge welcome. And, and again, just, a, just thank you for, for coming along today. You're, you're so, so welcome. Uh, part of our, our values as a church is, is simply to be as, as radically generous as possible, giving away beyond ourselves. And so uh, this, this morning uh, or this afternoon at Battersea, we're going to hear from a, about some charities and organizations that we've given to and then just describe some of our values on generosity and ways that we can be generous with our, with our time, our energy, and our, and our money. Now, I know that uh, whenever you hear the words generosity and giving, um, there are certain things that we're afraid of, and I just wanted to, um, uh, things that we're paranoid about. What, what's the pastor gonna say? What's he gonna try and get me to do? Um, there's thing I imagined at the moment there'll be some uh, music playing in the background, some emotional pad music, uh, because there's things that we clench around, don't we, when we hear the words giving and generosity. I just want to be really clear that this is not a campaign, this is not a way to get you to give more. Um, never in the message today will you be asked or encouraged to fill out a 20-month contract. Um, uh, here's a fact. I'm, I'm never going to own a company car or, you know, a brand new Lexus isn't going to drive up because of the result of the, a giving campaign. I just want to give you some information. I'm not working on commission. I promise. So you just relax your sphincter. <laughs> Don't release it. Just relax it. Just relax. Don't release. I just want us to calm to soothe, because I know the topic of generosity comes, whenever it comes up, we kind of tense, tense certain things, we, we, things that we're ups, upset about. And this is a whole different thing we're doing today. We just want to give thanks to God for what he's been doing and be as transparent as we can with the income that, that we receive. Um, sorry, my notes have already got muddled up. Um, I just want to give thanks. Thank you to everyone and all of us that, that have given. And uh, we just continually want to be transparent. Um, I'm going to ask Jono to come up and read the story in John about the feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 5,000 is reported in all the Gospels. Uh, it is a fantastic example how Jesus takes the little in our hands and uses it for his glory. And uh, today, we just want to remember, as we come to Jesus, we simply recognize what we have isn't much, but everything that we have, God uses for his glory. And so I'm going to hand over to Jono. He's going read, read to the, read the scripture to us. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him 
because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. <coughs> Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. So uh, the fee, feeding of the 5,000, a familiar story. Uh, I just wanted to just think about it for a few moments from the position of the little boy who we don't know if he was part of the crowd or whether he was just on his way somewhere, uh, on his way to school or on his way to fish for fish. Um, but he heard this crowd. They, they might have been laughing. Uh, and he went to take a look. Thousands of people were listening on the shores uh, and at the story, sorry, of one, of one man. And he spoke such wisdom that even children loved to, loved to be around. Even children could understand him. And I imagine at the time that hours had just passed and passed. Everyone became hungry, but there was no food in sight. And so the little boy, he just looked in his lunchbox with the little that he had um, he wasn't sure what, I, I imagine, he wasn't sure what good it would do because there's thousands of people here to be fed. But just in my own way, I just imagine him saying to the disciples or to Jesus, just saying, take my five loaves, take my two fishes, do with it whatever you want. Uh, I almost imagine for him, he's like, I surrender my lunch to you. Uh, take my fears maybe for some of us, take my fears, take my inhibitions, take all my burdens, take my ambitions and use it. Use it, Jesus, to feed others, to help others. And I just want to say no gift is too small for Jesus. And so as part of our values to be generous and increasingly generous as a church, we, we look to give away as a, as a church at least 10% of all of our income beyond, beyond ourselves. Um, as part of our original constitution as a charity and as, as a church, we wanted to give financially to organisations and churches with similar values, uh, that locally, nationally and internationally. And I think on the first slide here, you've got uh, in the last financial year um, just all, that, all the income that we've received. Um, I think there's a slide. There we go, there we go. Um, I've rounded it 
down to about £400,000 of income that we've received. Uh, it's actually £402,874.49p, if you want to be exact. But that didn't fit on the slide, so I just, I just rounded it. I just rounded it down. Um, and you can see where some of that goes to, well, all of that goes to, whether it's developing our sites, hiring venues like those of us that are here today, or those at our Ballam uh, Battersea site, uh, supporting all of our small groups, uh, our house of prayer, or pastoring people, running our various compassion and outreach ministries like the Job Club, English School, Healing on the Streets, the football outreach that Elias just described or maybe towards supporting our family, supporting our families and our children, uh, as well as all the administration and the central resources at the central office is where our money goes to. And so as you can see, the last year we gave just over 10,000, 10,000 pound of our income. And the next slide shows those various organizations. Forgive me, those of you who are on here, you can probably hardly see it. Can you see any of that? No, no. Let me, let me just tell you a few of them. Um, so the smaller ones, Hestia. Hestia is a fantastic organisation supporting uh, adults and children in crisis across London. And over the last few years, we, we've given the, to them, whether that's um, uh, in their local women's refuge, we've just supported them with all kinds of things. But, and again, this year, we've just given them, given them some finances to, to, to help run their local, local venues. Uh, the other ones there, we've got international needs. And so what we're going to do is we're now going to just hear from, we've asked a couple of organisations just to tell us a bit more about where that money, where that financial income has gone towards. And um, first of all, we've got a video from international needs and they just sent, sent this to us a few weeks ago just to give, just to thank the church for all that they've done. So roll VT. at Vineyard 61. Thank you so much for your recent donation of just over £4,000 to our emergency appeal. Families around the world are really struggling in this time of crisis with the great threat of COVID-19 on weak healthcare systems and the devastating impact of lockdown where families simply cannot work to support their basic needs. With your help, we're sharing God's love with our partner communities around the world. We're providing food, accessible healthcare, safe education, counsel, prayer and support. Thank you so much for making this possible. Please continue to pray and support the work of international needs.
so uh, as you can see, just uh, an organization that is doing tremendous amount of work in, uh, in local villages around, around the world, providing practical support. And uh, we have Rahel, who's here from International Needs. Give, give us a wave. Give, give them a round of applause. Give her a round of applause while she's here. You're welcome. And so she, she's going to be around afterwards just to, if you want to find out more about their organization, uh, about the kind of other projects that they're involved with. And so she's available at the end and please go and talk to her um, and, and pray with her, pray for her. And the International Needs is a Christian organization that partner, partner with churches. And so part of our values to, to give away financially to international ministries, uh, international needs was, a, was an easy project for us to, to partner with. And so if you want to find out more, just do, do speak to Rahel at the end. Um, in the similar vein, uh, can we go back to that slide with the, with the different organizations? Uh, in the similar vein, Glass Doors is a, is a brilliant, brilliant organization. And they partner, again, with churches uh, across London, providing shelter and support for those people that are rough sleeping uh, or sleeping on the streets in London. Uh, last year, they had a whole bunch of winter night shelters uh, locally, and we partnered with a, uh, St. Peter's Church in Battersea who were running uh, the Glassdoors project. And uh, it, was, it was amazing to see some, and some of you here, you, you, you supported some, uh, that, that project. And so uh, we wanted to give not just our time, but also financially uh, towards, uh, towards that project as well. Let me just tell you a bit about homeless people, if I may. Just, you may want to clench those areas at the moment, because um, at the moment, the last six months, this pandemic is definitely affecting everyone, but those that are already vulnerable are suffering the most. And as you can, the way that you and I can help homelessness, um, not just from the comfort of our own home, but as you and I know, as we walk around the streets of, streets of London, we, we trip over homeless people and rough, rough sleepers. And uh, so I just, I wanted to just describe some practical things that you and I can do. Currently, there are not many projects open or available for homeless people and rough sleepers to go to. And so it's about us, instead of sending people to a, an organization, it's about us being Jesus' hands and feet. And uh, we still see, when we still see someone sitting outside, they are probably feeling more isolation than ever before. Now, while we respect social distancing rules, and if, if you're like me, it's become easier to ignore people with a mask on. It's become easier to kind of not give eye contact. I found in myself, actually, it's easier because, oh, I've got to respect social distancing. I can't go near, near people. I really want to encourage you that even though there's social distancing, try this. Try making eye contact with people as you pass by. And I know that's the number one tempting thing not to do. But try, I want to really want to encourage you, the way that we can show and model Jesus is by making eye contact. You can still smile under your mask. The, the nature of our eyes, they change as we smile. So as you smile at an individual, man or woman, child on a street, 
that changes how you see them. Um, and I just want to give you some, just a couple of tips, really. We, since we launched the church, we started a project called Bags of Blessing, where we gave practical items to, to people on the street. And I know for many people, just doing that was uncomfortable, was difficult for them. I really want to encourage us to kind of just stretch our comfort zone a bit. So you can make eye contact, you can smile. And I want to give you just um, a, a sentence that, uh, that you might say, now I don't give, give money out. I often say, do you need something to eat or a hot drink? Um, just the other day, a, a guy was, oh, I'd love a McDonald's. So we, we kind of said, okay, let's, let's go into McDonald's. And he was like, can I have a, and he just described this meal. And I, I was like, you're taking the mick. Um, but we, get, we went in there. Uh, got him a meal, and he was like, can I have a m large milkshake? I was like, let me get you a, a drink. So we, we ended up giving him, giving him a whole bunch of food, and, and he just kind of legged, legged it, legged, legged it off. Um, I'm not responsible for what he does with that food, but what I'm called to do is to reach out. And so often I'll say to people, sorry, I don't have any change. Would you like some food, or would you like a quick chat? Opening yourself up to a conversation with a stranger I know is not easy, uh, but if someone is homeless, they're often happy to do so. They're often happy to describe what's going on. Homeless people have hobbies. Homeless people have interests. Rough sleepers have, have uh, a personality. They have things that they wanna, wanna talk to someone about. Now you might say, I've got two minutes. Would you like to chat about something? What's going on? The other thing you can do is then connect people with, um, with an organization called Streetlink. Um, the Streetlink is, uh, works in London and they work on behalf of homeless people and rough sleepers to provide them and help find them temporary accommodation with, uh, with the local authority. So I just really want to encourage you, as you walk past someone, make eye contact, smile, and I dare you to say, uh, I don't have any change, would you like a chat? I'd, I'd, I'd just make a challenge for you because the current season is we can't send people to projects, we can't send people to a, a church organisation, but we can be the church for that individual. And so I just want to encourage us to, to try something challenging because you never know what Jesus might do through you. Um, the eyes, your eyes are a window to your soul. And sometimes I want to say, can you see, I want to challenge myself, can you see Jesus in my eyes as I'm smiling at you? Because you just never know what, what will happen. Okay, um, so we talked about glass doors, talked about Hestia. Let me just talk, and we talked about international needs. Let me just talk to you about um, just one other organisation. Um, so Vineyard Churches, we, um, just as part of our association with Vineyard Churches, and there are just over 120 vineyard churches around the country and like two and a half thousand churches across the world. We, we're, we're a part of the vineyard movement and so we give about 5% of our income back to the movement and they provide us with training, oversight and particularly these last six, seven months just with all that's had to change as an organisation. They provided so much support to us and so part of our commitment back to them is they, 
uh, as that we would give we would give them five percent of our income. We had just tell you a little story. Uh, towards the end of March, we had some money that um, we had about ten thousand pound that as part of our our tithe to give away. We we just we were praying and talking about who do we want to give this money to and. Um, we wanted to give away and just, we, we began praying and we, we thought about uh, a church in Kent, Ashford Vineyard, run by some amazing leaders, Nick and Chris Kimant. Uh, when Viv and I, when we first planted this church, we went to though, we went to Nick and Chris to kind of go, can you help us? Um, we want to, when we grow up as a, as a church, we want our church to look like your church. So wh- how have you done it? Can you give us some advice? And back in March this year, we just felt God say, give them this £10,000. It was a large amount. It was a bit random. We went to our trustees and we just said, we just felt like God might be in this. We've now got a video about what happened with that £10,000. from Ashford Vineyard and Steve and Viv have asked us to make this little video with a story on it of God's kindness when it comes to generosity and provision and it involves you guys at Vineyard 61. So it starts back uh, in the spring where lockdown happened and obviously the world went into a space of having to work out how to do church. We decided from the beginning we wanted to go for live streaming but didn't have any of the equipment we needed so for the first few weeks we started by streaming from my phone on a tripod in our auditorium onto facebook live but quickly we realized there was more possibility available yeah and we had a number of people that were connecting online that we thought wow these people would never normally connect this is absolutely incredible so we started to look around Um, and we realized we needed a piece of kit that was like 300 quid, all the shops had sold out of it, there was no way. So we carried on, and then after another couple of weeks, we thought, do you know what? This is going further than this. This isn't just a lockdown thing. This has the potential to take it much further than lockdown. So we started to shop around slightly differently with no money to be able to do. We could do the 300 quid thing, but not anything bigger. And we had a look around and said, well, God, in that case, we're gonna need like a couple of cameras. We're gonna need this, we're gonna need that. We looked roughly and I said to God, do you know what? We're gonna need 10 grand. If, if we're really gonna do this properly, and this is you speaking to us saying, I want you to start streaming from now on, then we needed 10 grand. We needed 10 grand to get our voice out there in a consistent way. We didn't tell anybody that, we just knew that and brought it before him and said, well, it's over to you, we haven't got that kind of money. So then we were on our daily exercise just a few days later, walking in some woods local to us, when we received a text from our bookkeeper saying, do you know anything about a deposit in the bank account? So we had to look and thought, oh, we don't know anything about this, but he'd mentioned that it was from you guys at Vineyard 61. So we gave him a call, had a little look and thought, oh, we didn't know anything about this and decided to get in touch with Steve and Viv and say, do you know anything about this money that's come into our bank account at Asher Vineyard? You probably won't be surprised to know that the amount of money that had hit our account was £10,000. The exact amount that we'd been praying for and that we hadn't spoken to anybody about, which meant that 
your generosity as a church in giving that to us meant we could press the button and go yes to the equipment we needed to be able to start live streaming with all the kind of equipment that we needed. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And obviously not only were we overwhelmed to get 10 grand, I mean, who doesn't want 10 grand, right? But it wasn't, it was that. Of course, we were thrilled with that. We're thrilled that you can then go shopping and get the stuff you need. But just that we just whispered to God, well, we need 10 grand and it's going to be over to you. And then God said, I know just the people. I know the people who are faithful in their generosity and that I can just pass that whisper on and say, why? give us your vineyard 10,000 pounds yeah and for them to hear that for you guys to hear that to be generous like that towards us for us to know that the father has heard for you to know that you've heard the father oh my goodness it is just absolutely amazing so one thing we would love you to know is there are incredible plans for us looking ahead we're already making plans for three years ahead for what we're looking to do now that we are a, a church who is online and becoming increasingly established online and we would also love you to know that if ever you connect with us online even if you just see one minute of anything live streaming we're doing you can look at that and know that you were a part of what you're seeing and the story doesn't end there Earlier on, we had been, we'd had a bit of a tough financial year. Things had been tricky. And a few years ago at the National Leaders Conference, a guy called Julian Adams had prophesied over Asher Vineyard that we would enter a time of hilarious giving. Now, your gift came in and it felt hilarious to us, but it actually was catalytic. And in the following months, we have received tens of thousands of pounds yeah. worth of unexpected giving that have come into Asher Vineyard. One grant we applied for, we asked for 3,000. They said, oh, we don't think that you're appropriate for this grant. We'll transfer your application to another one. And instead we got... 30. 30,000 that came in and we'd only asked for three, but it started the very first hilarious moment of giving started with your gift. And it has been catalytic from there on in. And God's kindness has been amazing in his provision. So thank you, Father, so much for the guys at Vineyard 61. Yeah. And we pray that as they have been generous and they have the heart to want to give, that um, they have poured out and be poured back to them. Yeah. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, poured over, running into their laps. Yeah. That blessing would come upon them. They would always have all the finances they ever need to do the things that you are calling them to. Amen. Amen. So thank you again. We love you guys at Vineyard 61. We love your vision and tenacity to go after shaping and changing culture. And we are hugely grateful. It's great. So good. Again, apologies if there was some delay in the video and the audio. Um, I'm sure you, got, sure you got the point. So when they called us, they called us, I can't even remember where we were. They were literally screaming. Um, and they, because we knew some of their story, we knew some of their story. And, but then what would happen? They, we, would, we would meet up for them, uh, talk to them. And they would say, you don't understand what's happening as a, as a result of that give, gift. And not only have we received grants, but the council now are giving us a building for our, our other ministries. So they run a, a big sort of food bank storehouse uh, ministry. And so the, the, the council have just given them a building uh, to, they, they can use their compassion ministries. And so they, they've just seen an increase in, their, in the council giving generosity. 
And you know what we did? We said, could you pray for us? Because we were, we're about to apply for some grants to do youth projects or work with um, art therapy and mental health. And um, so they began praying for us as well. And two weeks ago, we received our first grant of about eight and a half thousand pound. Um, just from the council, they gave us to that for some youth and outreach ministry. So give, give that a round of applause. Let's get all Pentecostal, yeah. It's amazing, it's amazing. Uh, and just the, the, like they said, the whisper from God of what we should give. Um, we had no idea that the, the prayers that they had. And, uh, and so we just wanna thank you and thank us. Thanks for those of us that, that give. And for many of us, we, we give regularly. We give um, just uh, as, a, as, a, as a time, to, uh, as an offering. But going back to that story, of the little boy with the loaves and fishes. We just felt today that there might be something that, that God wanted to release in terms of provision, a bit like Georgia's story of, of provision for her visa. It might be that you want some kind of provision for a visa. It might be that you are looking for some work. You, you're looking for uh, an upgrade in, in your finances. We wanted to tell some stories in order to, to release God's prophetic hope and his future for, for many of you. Often testimonies provide a, a foundation for a release for more testimonies. And so what God has done once, he wants to do again. And we, we've got no idea that the little that we have can have a big impact. I often think about the little boy who brought his loaves and fishes to Jesus. Um, and, and just watching this boy as Jesus just kept multiplying, as the disciples kept handing out his food, his lunch. Uh, I always imagine what were his eyes like. They would have been wide, got wider and wider and wider. He must have been smiling. He must have seen the smile in his eyes of just how many more people were able to eat my lunch. How many more people? And there was so much left over. Jesus, Jesus commanded the disciples, go and let, let none be wasted. It's amazing how far the Lord has stretched us for you and I, stretched us as an organization, facilitated huge growth and amazing fruitfulness. And I, I just want to say, in fact, he's, he's asking us now to make some specific changes uh, to make sure that life in our church and life across our community is more sustainable. For a long time, we've been praying into this whole thing. How can we simplify? How can we make this whole thing more sustainable? And how would we become more stable, more sustainable? And it's amazing. I just feel like God has led, led us back to that passage, which is just take the little that we have and give it to Jesus and let him use it for his glory. So I just want to encourage you, just whether it's your time, whether it's your energy, whether it's your finances, whether it's the way you uh, connect and communicate with people, allow the little that you have to give to Jesus. And I, 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 I say this and I prophesy this, that God will take the little that you have and use it for his glory.
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.